0: Welcome to the Superconscious Success Podcast, where Jen and her Superconscious Success family co-hosts bring you valuable content each and every week on topics relating to manifestation, spirituality, and most of all, using your superconscious to manifest success in all areas of your life. Now on to today's
1: episode.
0: Hey there, Superconscious Success fam. Welcome back to another incredible interview. Today, I'm going to be talking to Prema Guerreri, and I am so excited because I we are going to be talking about a topic today that I know so many people are struggling with. And I know that this interview is going to bring you so much value. Now, Prema is the founder of Solutionary, she's a Vedic astrologer. And she's also the author of the incredible book, The Sacred Wealth Code, which I absolutely loved. And I was just telling Premier, I'm going to read through it again and again and again, because it's fantastic. Now, her story is incredible, because she went from owning a successful yoga studio and bringing in six figures of income to not being able to pay her bills and, and going further and further into debt. And I think a lot of us probably resonate with that story. And it's, it's interesting to understand that, sometimes as we go through those those particular periods in time it's all for a reason um prema went through her dark night of the soul as i did um and after losing her business and her marriage she began to awaken and discover her own sacred wealth code she hasn't looked back since um but i'm gonna let prema tell a story hey prema how are you doing
1: I'm doing great. It's great to be here with you, Jennifer.
0: <laughs> oh, it's great to have you here. I'm so excited. And I I would love for the audience to know a little bit about you and how you got to be where you are today.
1: Yeah, awesome. Well, you you've gotten a little introduction already here from Jennifer. She's kind of let you in on it a little bit on the story here. But um You know, first of all, I'm a Vedic astrologer. I'm a business oracle. I'm a consciousness guide. And really my main intention is to serve, guide, and teach conscious women, visionaries, and entrepreneurs to activate their divine gifts and align with their sacred wealth code. And your sacred wealth code really is the intersection of purpose and prosperity within your soul blueprint. So it unlocks that purpose, that wealth that you you so desire in a way that's unique to you. And I think that's one of the biggest misnomers is that Uh, wealth is just not the same to everyone and the Mm -hmm. true meaning of wealth is in, in my belief system and i do pull this from the the science of vedic astrology to a certain extent which is wealth is everything you need to fulfill your purpose and all of our wealth houses in our chart, they follow our purpose houses. We have three of each. And so it's really about acquiring what you need and money is a part of that. And it's a common currency of exchange. And we, we really associate wealth with money primarily most of the time, but it's mm. the knowledge that you need to acquire. It's the relationships you need to, it's the resources at every level, even feeding yourself and taking care of yourself in order to have what's Really wealthy to you, and I say sacred wealth because this is, includes our spiritual wealth, this includes our financial wealth, this includes our our connectivity, our relationship wealth, and our spiritual wealth as well. So, as Jennifer was telling you that um, I had a yoga and healing arts center. This is about fifteen, gosh, plus years ago, and. I've had several um, yoga centers, but when I got this one, we actually built it out. And it was this big, beautiful state of the art. I wanted to be streaming classes. This is before streaming was happening. Mm -hmm. So I did, um, I did classes with the local TV station and it was a successful business in some ways, just like some people look successful in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. But in truth, it wasn't, it wasn't bringing all the resources that I needed. And so it was starting to really drain me. Although The community was thriving, but I wasn't Mm -hmm. thriving. And so there was something amiss. And I really felt like I was on purpose. I was training teachers in my own methods. I was doing my intuitive work and my better astrology. But again, something was amiss. So literally, as Jennifer said, I was in the dark night of the soul. I tried everything to keep this business alive and, you know, almost sold it, almost brought a partner in almost, almost, you know, turned it into a nonprofit, but none of that really landed. It just like it was going to happen and it didn't happen. So meanwhile, I'm doing all my spiritual work, right? I'm releasing my, I'm clearing my patterns. I'm doing everything I can, but I get the tap on the shoulder that I have to let this business go Yeah, as I'm unlocking the door to teach a 6 30 AM class. And I just thought, okay, okay. Yeah. I'll find something else to surrender. No, no, no. You need to let the building that the actual structure go and that was a hard moment because yeah. that was me having to then face the community and feel like a failure, so to speak, because no one really knew what was really going on. Yeah. but Which is I often thought...
0: the case, isn't it? It's, it's, all, it's yeah. like we we hold on to it because we, we feel shame and we feel guilt and we feel all of these emotions because we put so much work and effort into it. And we don't want people seeing the behind the scenes that, that maybe we're falling apart to some degree.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's a, a vulnerable place. And, and it was so confusing because I really felt like I was on purpose. And if any of you listening in, you know, maybe the business you have now, maybe something you've had in the past or an idea or a project, even you really felt like, you know, this is it, but you couldn't make it sustainable, you couldn't make it fly. Sometimes we're a little bit off alignment in our path. And so mm-hmm. in dissolving the center. And letting it go. I just vowed to really stay on my knees until I could figure out what was really going on and where I was off. So I really dove into my Vedic astrology chart. I was working with my spiritual mentor and I was really looking to see, you know, where was I amiss? Now, the the secret wealth code is actually a sign based off a scientific principle within Vedic astrology. And Vedic astrology comes from the Vedas, 6,000 year old texts. It's the astrology of India. It's also now, it's very much in the West as well. It's the true placement of the planets, the sidereal zodiac. So if you look up in the sky, right now, Jupiter is actually in Aquarius and Saturn's Mm -hmm. in Capricorn and, and um, nothing against Western. Western has all its merits too, but it's the tropical Zodiac. And and so it's not quite the true placements of the planets. So this is an incredible system and it's very deep and rich and scientific. So it's an art to interpret it. And as I'm really looking into, okay, well, there's my purpose planets. There's my prosperity plans. What is the deal? And I realized that I knew that this is where our Highest value gifts are divine gifts that we can be recognized in the world for. And we'll talk more about that. We'll unpack that. So don't worry. But what I noticed is that I was too much in the shadow side of my wealth code to really animate all the currency in my gift side of my wealth code. So for instance, I was leaning into I have a really strong Saturn in my chart and I was leaning into that. And that is my administrator. I mean, I can run a company, I can do all of those things, but I also can work myself to the bone there and try to do too much mm-hmm. of it alone, which keeps me from the place of receiving and there was a couple of other places where I was in the shadow side of control and perfectionism and overthinking things. And frankly, just stuck in the um, some of the patterns around doing, living in doo-doo land, like having mm. my worth come from what I did. And of course, that came from my early upbringing. And I know that some of you can really relate to that as well. Instead of our worth is just from our being. So in clearing those patterns and understanding that deeper, I came out of that time and I really shifted my work in the world to still incorporate. There was some yoga, but I was doing my yoga center was called yoga and beyond the yoga of life. So I moved really more into the beyond, more into the work that I'm doing now, which is sort of inner yoga. You know, we clear beliefs. We intend and create the future. We use our sacred wealth code to to do that, we understand our soul blueprint. In fact, I have Jennifer's in front of me here right now. Yeah. Um, and we understand our chart, our soul blueprint, like this map that we were given. Uh, and in that, I was able to shift my business, so I was working uh, with people. For deeply for a longer period of time because I'm wired up that way. Everyone's different. Mm-hmm. I was charging more at that period. I went online. Online wasn't really happening so much, but you know this is when we used conference calling you know, as opposed <laughs> instead of Zoom. And I went online at that time, but I was able to like in six months it really six months really make myself sustainable. Within a year, I was really hitting a level of wealth. At this time, i would gotten divorced. I have you know a single parent, but um, life was business was a whole new frontier and it's just, um, that was not only sustaining me, but I was quite prosperous. And then I had the level of freedom I was desiring yeah. and it has built over time. Now that's not to say that I don't ever have hills and valleys. We all do, really? but I hit a level of sustainability that I've always had. And which is a beautiful thing because then, you know, that you can stretch, grow, lean back when you're, when your soul blueprint is saying, "Whoa, it's going to be a challenging time and you don't have to, to lean in and crash and burn because of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I like my brand, Superconscious Success, it's about connecting with the divine. It's about connecting with a higher part of yourself, which obviously wraps itself around exactly what you're doing. And so what part do you think that alignment has to, pay, has to play when it comes to manifestation of, of wealth or abundance or resources or whatever else is coming into your life?
1: everything in fact that's mm-hmm. a new activation I'll be um teaching next week actually oh, a, a free course called aligned power from the inside out so alignment yes. is, is a big part of the work that I do and, and big part of the work I do with myself and with my clients mm-hmm. so the the part that alignment has to play is we're always aligned to something Mm -hmm. and we could be aligned with our fear we can be aligned with our gifts we can be aligned with somebody else's path we can be aligned with our own path we but underneath all of that if our focus if we go to the primary level of the source of our being the divine whatever your word for it is is for that and we align there first and we know when we're aligned it feels resonant it feels like a, a finely tuned instrument string instead of off um we're going to lose our alignment and just like the breath goes in and out and the heart beats. Um, we have hills up and down. We just need to know a well-worn path back to our alignment. And for me, all my trainings and all my courses are all heart centered and we do practice of dropping into our hearts and really connecting there when yeah. you align with your sacred wealth code you're aligning with a deep part of your soul and you can think of it as guides uh, a deep part of your soul your your gifts this is a encoding that you have and when you're aligned with that encoding instead of being aligned with the limiting beliefs that oppose that the shadow side um, or somebody you know what somebody told mm. you you are good at uh, then you are you really sync up with your path your purpose is is you're on your purposeful path if you're using and aligned with your gifts yes. your gifts come from the divine it's like you have a phd in your divine gifts like they you were just born with that and the more you allow yourself to, to step into that um the more you are on purpose and you on prosperity. And that's one of the things I love about the Sacred Wealth Code, the um the depth and the simplicity of we're talking about your highest value gifts and they were given to you by the divine. Yeah, so as far as alignment goes, um I I'm, you know I always say I'm kind of high maintenance you know I, I meditate every morning and I do yoga and I make sure I'm in nature and I get my feet on the ground and when I'm off I do my best to you know sometimes I have to yeah. dance sometimes I need to have a deep conversation sometimes I need to do a clearing process but alignment to me is more like um, it's that direct connection so let's just go real deep for a moment and that is mm-hmm. The, the only pain we really, really feel, besides physical pain being injured, is the separation from the source of our being. Absolutely. So if that's a belief that kicks us off that, or that is a reaction to something, but it's we are always in control on whether we're connected to the source of our being or we are feeling separate from. And you can slice and dice that as ego and you know yeah. and soul or whatever mm-hmm. you want. But alignment is being noticed is, is being willing to do what you can to be in your wholeness, to be in that recognition that I am, there is a source that's breathing my breath and beating my heart and has the pulse of my soul for eternity. And, you know, that's a mysterious place to live and to explore day by day, but alignment is what makes it all you know is is the is really the key to life unfolding for you in a way that you really want or mm-hmm. and even when you have a soul challenge that you have you have a knowing like hmm, let me find out what's in this for me as opposed to oh god you know and giving up this is you know and being the victim in it
0: absolutely and you're speaking my language because the first thing I do I'm a big meditator and and when when listening to my my higher self when listening to source the divine um, my entire day is based up as to as to the guidance that I get from them so some days I may be meditate for two or three hours depending on whereabouts I'm at at that point in time and first thing in the morning the first thing I do is I do I love mirror work and I think mirror work is so powerful when it comes to connection and to getting that vibration up to a place that you that you you can kind of understand where where your your vision is because we we don't we don't envision our lives as big as we possibly can because the source provides us with everything that we need and and unfortunately when we live in fear that connection to the divine is severed so we need to be able to to learn to live from the heart as you said now what what i found was very interesting prema was when you did my soul blueprint which was fantastic by the way the amount I resonated with that um, was crazy because the you, you told me that my my archetypes I was the I think I was the connector, the nurturer, and what was the other one that I was? I was
1: so. So you are a loyal connect. Excuse me, a loyal great nurturer, and depending yep. on where your planets are placed, is going to be that identifier word before that. You're also an inspiring connector. Mm-hmm. And also a wise, creative uh, um, teacher, uh, honorable teacher and honorable warrior, and uh, so. And it's isn't it amazing how? I mean, I'm looking it's, at her chart, and and there's a again there's a, there's a principle I'm I'm using that scientific to pull this together, and so I'm just, peeling the curtain back and allowing Jennifer to see more of who she is, and so what she got was I sent her I put this together. And then uh, my assistant pulls the archetype descriptions together, which we have, and then which are all in the book, by the way. Yes, Uh, but this is your, you know, this really uh, pinpoints your wealth code. And then there's some training that goes along with it. And then when I do a live session, we actually, you know, discuss it, and I and I give you deeper insight. But I love that you felt that it was spot on. It was
0: it, it was absolutely spot on. And when you talk about the nurturer side of it. Um, yeah I'm a mother I've got an 18 and a 20 year old and do you find that the the nurturers they tend to be more of the empaths they tend to yeah so so I'm an empath
1: yeah and I'm an empath as well and I most most my clients are have an empathic part of them in fact I teach a whole module on that Um, the great nurturer is absolutely an impact and the empath and so is the connector actually is an empath as well and there are some other archetypes but very much empaths. And those both are, uh, archetype feminine archetypes. And Mm. there's, there's some that are masculine. And even if we're women, we have, we always have masculine and feminine. that's a big, uh, teaching that, that flows within my work because it's really important to embody the sacred masculine and the divine feminine. How do we do that form and flow structure and flow, but this, the great nurture and the connector On the shadow side of this, we find the overgiver and the people pleaser. And these are feminine archetypes that uh, we all have, but are they part of your sacred wealth code? Whether they are or not, the feminine has them. And those two shadow sides, like we can't help but connect and we can't help but nurture. And this is a beautiful, beautiful thing. But we want to connect in a way that we're not overgiving, that we're honoring ourselves. We're honoring the other or else we're just bleeding over and giving away too much energy, which isn't good for everyone. And, and that's that, part, part it, of the shadow. Yeah, yeah.
0: Absolutely. And that's something that I've I've had to had to work with as well because it's it's when you can tend to um you can tend to bring in different energies that that you don't are not necessarily good for you. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting when I was looking at it and I'm going, wow, this is like spot on. And, and I recommend that everyone go to Prema and, and get her to do your soul blueprint because it will really give you a good insight into, into your soul blueprint, um, because it's yeah it, w- it was interesting so we are going to go a little bit into that um, but first can we talk a little bit into the four pillars now there are four pillars yeah. to your sacred wealth code can we go a little bit into that
1: yeah absolutely so the first pillar is um, is the purpose pillar which is harnessing your soul's your your soul's big why and so w- purpose equals why So the purpose of anything is when we know really why the deep, why we're, we're doing it, the deep, why we're being it. So, you know, you have your overall purpose, uh, your, your spiritual, like my spiritual purpose, my divine purpose is living from the inside out that translates into also teaching and guiding others to do that. And that looks a lot of different ways. There's the sacred wealth code. There's my work in the solutionary blueprint. There's work that I do in collaborate, you know, it looks different ways. That also translates and looks maybe different in relation, similar, but different in relationship. But then we have our purpose of for wealth. Why do we want the wealth that we have, that we Mm -hmm. want and desire and that we want to align with? And when you know why, what the purpose of it really is. And in the book and in my courses, we actually walk through some processes so that you can really connect in with that. Why? Because when you have that big, why that purpose, that purpose is always going to pull you forward. It's like a vehicle. Yeah, that will get you to to your purpose and prosperity. We need some other things that go along with that we have to move into the second pillar and we have to ignite our passion, because our passion is like our fuel. And the passion is um, the essence of fulfillment. It's a little different than in in the four pillars than maybe uh, some people look at passion in some of the books you see out there when people are taking people just through a linear process to connect mm-hmm. with their passion or their purpose, where we're doing it more from a spiritual level and and from a soul blueprint level. So you have to have that fuel to actually move forward towards your wealth dream, right? Towards that with that purpose. And so that might be directly connected to your purpose, but it may not be. So for mm. instance, maybe you are. Maybe dancing is your, your passion, or maybe swimming is your passion, or maybe writing is. But what your wealth dream is or what you and what your purpose is, maybe does isn't directly connected. But if you make sure that you're engaging with your passions on a daily basis, you're going to have the energetic currency that brings us back to alignment. That's going to help you stay in alignment and fuel you to actually you know, move that purpose, move that vehicle forward. And then the third pillar of wealth. Is your greatest gifts and your greatest gifts are within your sacred wealth code in the book I walk you through the process of understanding these parts of yourself first and then then diving into the archetypes. So your your greatest gifts really live at the intersection. If you think of purpose in that vehicle as being one street and, and um, your prosperity being another street on the corners of those street are houses and your greatest gifts are there. And if you're living and using those greatest gifts on the four corners of purpose and prosperity, you're going to be in that connection. So take you some processes to help, you know, you can get your sacred wealth, though, but still in the book, we go through some process so that you understand and really start to aha uh-huh, and recognize some. Of those gifts you were born with, those innate talents and gifts that you have. And then we move into the fourth pillar of wealth, which is um, your, your greatest challenges. It's the unexpected gateway to wealth because mm-hmm. hidden in your challenges, which is really your shadow side, hidden in your soul challenges, are your gifts are sort of locked up wherever you're in your shadow. So if you're in your shadow, there's a gift you can't stand fully in. So for instance, when I was too much in the control of the administrator, I wasn't able to fully be in my um, in my intuitive teacher role. I just didn't have enough energetic currency there. I was overthinking some things, yeah. you know, I was holding back on some things. I was in the um bit of the shadow side of the muse, which is another one of my archetypes. So I was not out of the closet with my intuition. I people paid me more for that my intuitive time and astrology time, but I was kind of behind the scenes. And they also kept me a secret for that until I really stepped out and really owned those gifts. But when I was young, it freaked my mom out that I was intuitive as I was. And, and so I kind of had to keep that, you know, I got those patterns and limiting beliefs to kind of keep that under wraps and keep that down. So, you know, this is, it's a journey. When, and as you understand what, where you are in your shadow and you do the work and in the book, I give you some opportunities in my programs we do, because we have to like take our arm and put it around this part of ourself that is scared, been traumatized in some way, has some kind of fear, love yeah. it up find out what's really going on what it thinks it's doing something good for us every time it makes us make the wrong decision <laughs> and we need to to find out what's going on so that we can flip those beliefs and re-encode ourselves and free that energy up so that we can be more fully in our gifts
0: absolutely absolutely i I found it fascinating reading through that particular section on the on the four pillars and and it makes sense it the the whole purpose, the whole passion and passion is is what actually keeps you in that that state of joy it keeps you in that whether whether that's like if I want a bit of a vibrational lift then I might watch like a comedy show or I may watch like some comedians or something that just gets me laughing and we're all capable of that we may dance around the room and so you know whatever makes you happy whatever whatever you enjoy can actually lift you up to, to be in alignment as Prema said. So, so that's definitely, definitely read her book. It's, it's fantastic. But can we go into the archetypes? Because I love the archetypes and I think people would be really fascinated by them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the, um, the archetypes dropped in, after a while when I was just explaining and and helping people understand what their gifts and their shadow was. And then the Mm -hmm. archetypes channeled in and I was so grateful. I was like, God, because the archetypes, uh, they're a soul language. And what I mean by that Mm -hmm. is I can say to you, teacher, strategist, queen, king magician and a different story opened up for each and every one of you that is unique to you in a language you can understand Mm -hmm. so the beauty about the archetypes is that there's three of them for each of the planets and one for the north and one for the south node of the moon that's the way it downloaded and because i live in the west i speak english and they're more english so in that way western uh but there's a rich archetype system in vedic astrology or in the vedas and But the archetypes are very true to that energy, so it's like an interpretation um, in in English, so to speak. To um, and but it holds true in the energy of um, the Vedic astrology. So. Uh, what I love about the archetypes is, so for instance, we have the queen and the queen is another aspect of the moon, which is the great nurture. And it just depends on where it's placed in someone's chart is Mm -hmm. how it, how it reads, you know? And like, for instance, you, Jennifer, you have a really strong, great nurture. Uh, your moon happens to be in cancer. It happens. Cancer is, is, you know, the moon owns that part of the chart. And so it's, it's like, there's a great nurturer and then yours is like like a really strong strong oh. strong great nurturer uh you know the um the uh, and the honorable warrior well let's let's just talk about the um queen first so the queen i know, is her mantra is an i'm an empowered feminine leader and mm-hmm. uh this queen energy, I think, really represents the divine feminine. And we all have this in us somewhere. You have all these archetypes in you somewhere, but which are your sacred wealth code? Well, that's you know, based on your chart in particular. So The archetypes are super relatable, Um, you know, like the honorable warrior. This is a very masculine archetype. Uh, It has the shadow side of the rescuer Mm -hmm. likes to get its identity on the shadow side of coming in and swooping in and saving people. But really, it's here to take a stand for positive change. And it's the spiritual warrior. Um, And right now, in fact, and this is another way the archetypes play out, too, is because I'm a sky watching astrologer. So for right now. Uh, Mars and Venus, Mars, so that'd be the Honorable Warrior, that would also be our uh, great connector, are traveling super close in the heavens. There's our connector. And this is a really unprecedented transit. This is going to be going on through March. They don't usually come this close together and travel together very opposite masculine and feminine energies this is all within all of us on a general level but some people have that in their sacred wealth code so that's also when these archetypes are getting really pumped up or challenged and so that's another thing that within my work and on my youtube channel i always do a monthly at least a monthly usually twice a month just update. you can tune into my clients i do other updates for and teach deeper on this but uh this, this energy that we're going to have through March is really challenging you with the, the peace and the love and the connection that the connector wants, Venus wants. And Mars, um, honorable warrior, is that discipline and that passion and that productivity. And on the shadow side, can slip off into to sort of that martial, warlike energy. And so sometimes we're really faced with, with because of the strong energy, just like if Mercury goes retrograde or something, that, you know, so then how is this archetype showing up in me? How's that part of me? showing up and and so I might need to use some uh extra strategy and techniques to be able to manage that that energy so relationships can be a little bit um, tricky over the next couple of months Mm -hmm. and uh you know you want to be able to have be very spiritually disciplined that will help very much and be able to have deep connection. And you may not be able to have deep connection, maybe with who you want to romantically. You may, it could be really explosively passionate. But if you can't find the connection there, there are people, especially for women, we need connection with other women. So yes. make sure you find that go and have that connection. If it's not happening in your romantic relationship, don't push it there. <laughs> go and yeah. go get your heart connected it somewhere yeah. else. So the archetypes are rich. They're wonderful. There's an Oracle card deck where you can just grab a, an archetype a day or pull out your sacred wealth code out of that. Uh, I also have a journal, which is a really wonderful practice. And the journal is was, was based off my personal practice. And, there's, um, and in the book as well, there's downloadable resources, meditations and such to help you walk through. But the uh, journal really Um, uses my soul wisdom meditation where we really drop in our heart we find out what our heart wants we move into inspired action and then we choose an archetype whether it's from our sacred wealth code or whether we're grabbing one from the deck or flipping the book open in the back and just picking an archetype and then uh and then gathering some information from the gifts and the shadow there and it's a great practice to really embody the work on a daily basis
0: so the so the Sacred Wealth Code and the archetypes, once we've actually figured out what our sacred wealth code is and which archetypes are, are prominent for us, um, is it kind of like an insight into into who we are, into what direction we should be traveling, uh that sort of thing? Is there a way that we can utilize that sort of information to be able to, to move into that level of prosperity that we're looking for?
1: Absolutely. So if you are in the place of wondering, hmm what should I be doing or am I really on the right path and doing what I should be doing? And I shouldn't say, I don't like the word should, but what I'm encoded to do, Yes, Uh, it will help you to clarify that. It'll also show you, okay. Like some people just go straight to the shadow, like, Oh, uh, this is all resonating. And in order to even move forward, I just need to start clearing this. And awareness precedes change. So if you have the awareness of where your gifts are or where your shadow is, then at least you're stepping into the zone of maybe taking the next step and actually making the shift. So as far as your path goes uh, and what you need to do next. Stepping, like when you read the description or if I'm giving you the description of one of the archetypes, it's going to help give you some ideas or, and it's written in a language where it just starts to work on you and like, oh, wow. Okay, yeah, maybe that's the, that's the shift I, I need to make there. Think of your archetypes. And your wealth code as your guides. They're a part mm-hmm. of you. They connect you to your soul blueprint. Your heart connects you to your soul blueprint. Yeah. So I work on the level of insight and the Vedic astrology is up there. And I'm waving my hands around because this is like up in the upper chakras. And then, then it's about helping you to come into your heart. And yeah. in your heart, and that's why. There's meditations and practices and processes and about dropping into the heart and finding out your truth there, dropping in some important questions, and also finding out what the blocks and and the inspired action is. And then we move into the level of clearing the energy so that we can actually move forward because you can have the insight. You can go, aha, well, you know, I've got that great communicator and I really that really confirms the fact that I really do have that book in me and it's time for me to start writing that book, you know? Yeah. Uh, But then if you're blocked up, you know, and you're overthinking things or you're too distracted or whatever on the shadow side, you, you can't, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. But then, so we need to clear those beliefs and then we come into inspired action and practical action. So strategy, we don't want to work from the bottom up. We don't want to go strategy first. None. because then we're in the 3d world then we're that does working not work. <laughs> from the outside in we're jamming our circuits and if we work from the inside out and then we get to the strategy you're going to learn to trust yourself at a very deep level if you're moving from your own inspired actions and really from your own intuition and there's a difference between having an intuitive hit and like oh yeah i know that because i work with conscious visionaries for a reason mm. The gap is the gap between what you know and you're conscious of and what you're being and doing embodiment. And so then I, you know, essentially I'm helping people to close that gap because I've had to work hard on that as well. So mm-hmm. I know what that gap is. So, cause it's not enough just to know, you know, cause we can sometimes it's like thinking, oh, well, yeah, gratitude. That's that I know all the studies on how powerful, you know, having a gratitude practice is, but are you doing it? It's a whole whole different story, a whole different story. So the archetypes are these incredible guides. They can help you to absolutely find your path. Uh, I also teach practices around them by actually tuning into them as your guides and getting the information for your next steps. And literally they are in your soul blueprint. They are part of your chart. So it's like the, uh, a great connector between your divine plan and you, and for you to take steps and have the divine kick your feet in the right direction by being open to moving with that energy.
0: Yeah. Like I said, like I said before, uh, my, my day is got guided by the higher self and by spirit. So once you can actually start to take that inspired action, rather than that forced strategic action that you're talking about, then things just seem to flow. It's, it's an amazing place to be at. So, so you do Vedic astrology um we're in the midst of February it's it's a crazy month we've we've had some cra- craziness going around with Mercury retrograde just um just going direct Mercury's just gone direct um so what can we expect in February Prema
1: so February I just talked a little bit about the Venus Mars energy so you're going to mm-hmm. feel that a little bit of tension in a relationship potentially or a lot of passion and really mm-hmm. struggling between sort of that peace energy and that connection and that um that you know passion productivity let's 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 get her done energy and you in order to not get caught in the the that energy you know butting heads with each other which then blows that energy up and you know creates a lot of um, discord then it's again where you want to honor your connections and stay connected to your heart and you want to be spiritually disciplined so have your practice whatever that is and also yeah. I have to say that for people who really feel a lot of that Mars energy you, you sweat like you need to work out like you need to burn the extra that extra energy off and also dive into something that's productive what you're going to f- where the area for February you'll feel that around more is in in ideas and philosophies about things yeah but as we move into the end of February into March March we're having uh again an, an unprecedented transit we actually had one very similar last year where all the planets are not all of them all but two are piling up in Capricorn and Saturn's been in Capricorn Saturn owns Capricorn and on um, social media and stuff I've been posted starting to post about commitment because that's the energy through March we're going to have is like you are going to be called to commit and if you're not uh, you'll be tested on what's true for you and what's not true for you, and where you're going to feel the pressure, or where some things that you thought believe were true turn out not to be true, is if you're off your path. And also, yeah. your uh, and where Mars is going too is in Capricorn. It's exalted, so you're gonna you're going to be working hard on something. So depending on what house in your chart that is, like for instance, for you, if you don't mind, um, yeah, that's your seventh house. So you're going to be Uh, you're going to be putting a lot of energy into business and an intimate relationship, but it also could create some tension and intimate relationship too. So what you want to do to prepare for that is you want to um, decide what you're committed to and make Mm -hmm. sure that you're committed to something that's really productive and good. And then Uh, And then back reverse engineer that. So that means what am I working towards and how am I going to do that in aligned and Capricorn's real practical in aligned, grounded, practical, one step at a time, structured kind of a way. You'll actually Mm -hmm. be able to get a lot of work done in collectively. Just if I'm just don't know your chart in, in your life, um, unless you're on the wrong path, you're going to feel really grindy. If you're working towards something that's not yours to be working towards. So that's going to be one ah, of the okay. signals. Yes. And also personal care is going to be, you're going to need extra personal care in March because of the intensity of the sort of practical grounded push of energy. And so um, make sure you're, you're, what you're committed to, like you just go through the four areas of life uh, purpose, purpose, wealth, spirituality, and relationships. What am I committed to in those four areas of life? It can be super simple. Mm -hmm. And then make sure on an alignment level, you are aligning with that commitment on a daily basis. And if you're feeling the tension uh, or or discord, you're out of alignment with that commitment or you made a commitment that's not really yours to make, and then yep. you need to readjust. Does that make sense?
0: That makes absolute sense. And so that's that's a little bit of homework going into March. Um, yeah. And I think I think it's something that I do, like on a daily basis. I, I kind of I kind of think think to myself, and because I do connect with the higher self, and I go, okay, what am I committed to? What is going to be my best um, alignment today? Uh, And I think it's really important that we do reassess things. I think this is a real big time of reassessment, a big time of figuring out what, what our true soul purpose is, because, you know, we may be off path and we may think we're on the right path but um, having a real hard time getting into alignment. And like you said, that's because we are moving in the wrong direction. So, um, wow, that is a lot of information, Prema. And I have absolutely loved having you here today and speaking about this. Now, can you let the listeners know whereabouts they can find your book, for starters, and what else, everything else that you offer? Can you let us know? Yeah.
1: So my website is solutionary.com S-O-U-L, solutionary uh, dot .com And my products and services are there. My book and cards and journal are also available on Amazon. If that's easier, you can grab them off of Amazon. So once you go to my website, solutionary.com, S-O-U-L, you will see a Sacred Wealth Code archetype quiz. And if you take the free quiz, you're going to find out one of your archetypes and you're going to get a, a wonderful description about it. You're going to get a little bit of training about it, and that'll get you started. I also, and that's just a piece of what I do, but it's built into everything else. So if you really want to dig deep and you want to know get a soul blueprint reading we're going to really look at your whole chart including your wealth code and really what's the timing and energy of things over this next you know year to come so to speak and or maybe you're coming in and uh and really wanting to have, uh, understand your purpose more or your relationships more. And a lot of people come to me for around business stuff. So, you know, and and what's the thing you should be doing. So that's the soul blueprint reading. I also have an aligned entrepreneur deep dive session that I've just created, which is really about, um, mixing the energetics, the astrology, and the intuition um, in your business, and taking a look at you know, mapping out your products, your services, and your launch times or how you're your timing on how you're bringing things out. So you're aligned with your soul blueprint both on a personal level for instance we don't want you pushing forward if you're going through a personal challenging time mm-hmm. there are times to lean back and there's times to really you know move ahead and then of course i have my solutionary blueprint which is my whole body of work that that's a year long mastermind and and some courses on the sacred wealth code you can just jump into and do it at your own pace as well and that's all on my website there
0: wow fantastic you've got a lot to offer and um and a lot to to get people started so definitely go on find out one of your archetypes by going to Prema's website. And um, it's, it's really interesting stuff. And like I said, it it really resonated my, the three that you sent across to me really resonated with, with who I, I see myself as, which is, which is pretty cool. So thank you so much for being with me today, Prema. I really loved it. And um, I know that my, my audience will get a lot out of it.
1: Thank you so much for having me. And thanks for the great work that you're doing.
0: Wonderful. Thanks, Prema. Okay, bye-bye.